there are times that Ohio State struggles to play games in Ross-Sage Stadium. Will that same thing happen tomorrow when the Buckeyes and the Boilermakers battle on the football field? We discuss all that today on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Friday, October 13th in the year 2023, and this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs hosts find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Joining us today for the entire show for the very first time this season is Corey Thompson. Many of you know him from Ohio State football with Scarlett and Great on YouTube. Him and I have been doing shows for years now, and I'm glad to have him back on this show during this odd year for Ohio State football. Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jay. It's always fun to be on your show with you, man. This is going to be a fun show. I hope tomorrow watching the game is going to be fun for us as well. Because, Corey, you and I unfortunately remember what happened that Saturday night, Ross Aid Stadium, West mm-hmm. Lafayette, Indiana, in 2018, where it seemed like everything went wrong for Ohio State and Rondell Moore just went off for Purdue. We don't want to see that anymore. I don't want to see highlights from that. I can watch highlights from a lot of games and replay games. I don't want to touch that one because that was an odd night for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, I remember uh, Rondell Moore obviously torching us that night. I think at one point you had Malik Harrison covering him. Uh, like that would that would definitely work. Uh, and I and the thing is about Rondell Moore following his recruitment, I was begging Ohio State to to get the kid. I was like, this guy's the real deal. Go get him, please. Imagine him in Urban's offense. He would have just been electrifying, and he went to Purdue and made a name for himself. That's how good he is. I mean, he went to Purdue, and the whole the whole country knew who he was. That's insane. This isn't Purdue basketball, where everybody mm-hmm. knows who Zach Eady is, but also he won a national award as well. This is Purdue football, where outside of really Drew Brees, you don't really know many Purdue football players. You may know David Bell, but outside of that, that's, that's – that's a newer thing among money Ohio State fans or Cleveland Browns fans. So there's that connection. For people to know who Rondell Moore is and for that game to be against Ohio State, that haunts many Ohio State fans. And I know Ryan Day, who was a part of that coaching staff back in in 2018, mm-hmm. does not want that to happen during the first year he takes a trip. First time in his career, he takes a trip as a head coach of the Buckeyes to Ross Aid Stadium. Do you think Ryan Day is ready for what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, I've done this on my own podcast. I've questioned it because they can say that they're ready all they want, and they do every. Oh, we're ready for this, uh, man. We it's all fight and toughness and you know love and brotherhood all week and gumdrops and gummy bears and rainbows and ponies. But uh, then they get in the game and Ryan Day is coming out of the game like what? I don't know what happened that first quarter. You know, and so I I don't know if Ohio State knows how to be ready. Now, I, I could see a slow start and then people getting frustrated with it. And then we slowly pull away because we're just a more talented team. Uh, I, but that being said, it's a game 
talent wise should be a blowout should be will it be i think it'll end up looking like that a little bit but it'll be one of those halfway through the third quarter we're finally pulling away you know it's okay now it's 17 now it's 24 and the and the ball starts just snowballing down the hill and everything starts going Ohio State's way and it's like, okay we won 42 to 17 it looks like a good win but it was like 21 17 midway through the third quarter and still a game so i think it's going to be one of those just because i think that's just what this team is so kind of similar similar to last week, how it was tied at halftime and really Maryland should have been up three going into the locker room at mm-hmm. halftime. But then the Buckeyes defense stayed solid, stayed sound. Then the offense started to pick up and uh, find things that work. You kind of feel like it's going to be a similar thing tomorrow like it was a week ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, you know, with the injuries, we got a Mecca probably not playing. Kyle McCord a little banged up. Uh, you know, the weather can be a little weird in, in, in Purdue. Uh, so it's – I. I, I think Kyle McCord is going to do what he's done all year. It just takes a minute to get going. You know, uh, like when he gets going, he's really good. But for that first, you know, 20 minutes of the game, we're wondering, who is this Who is this quarterback? You know, it's like he goes from Todd Beckman to Joe Germain. It's just really weird. Um, he's a roller coaster, as I said on uh, the X the other day. I was like, this guy's just a roller coaster right now. He's a young quarterback. It's, it, it is, it's normal. But uh, that being said, you know, and the defense is going to have to, as always keep us in striking distance. Maybe even if Purdue somehow gets out ahead early on that, that because let's say a, a special team screws up again and puts them in a bad spot. Let's say they're up 10, nothing again. It's like, okay, the defense can keep us in it. We, we were confident in that. We just need that offense to get chugging. And it just sometimes just doesn't make any sense to watch this offense it, because it's like this Maryland's not a great defensive team. Mm-mm. Okay. That that shouldn't have been like that for a while. We we look like we had never practiced before. Like, it's like, what is going on here? I mean, I'm I'm guessing the ankle injury with Kyle McCord is hell hurting his planting ability and his throws are a little underthrown, a little off right now. People are questioning his arm. I think that's insane. He's got an NFL arm. Uh, it's just not always consistent with it. Um, now, I mean, I, I again, I just when they say there, are they ready? I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> No, I'm with you, man. I kind of get tired of I didn't know I didn't know the show was gonna go this way so early, but who cares? <laughs> Buddy, I get tired of hearing the same old, well, we gotta watch the film, or I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, and trying to ass- and it's this isn't the first season, five mm-hmm. games this year. In the first season where we've seen this, I heard it a lot last year as well. And I'm sitting here thinking, why in the world do you not in the moment or during the game realize what's going on and here's how you fix it? And maybe you know what's going on and maybe you realize there's no fix to the issue, but you know in the moment, in the game, this is the problem. I understand kind of the coach speak to not let everybody know like what the true issues are, Hmm. but I get tired of hearing the same thing over and over. Like, got to watch the film, got to see what happened. He did the same thing. Now, granted, this is actually a wise thing for him to say this at at this time. When it was um, Devin Brown got that a lot, what more series, couple series or whatever, um, in the Youngstown State game, mm-hmm. two or three series more than he played in against Indiana, and then Ryan Day's like, we got to watch the film. I understand why that way, especially when you're making a big decision about who your starting quarterback is going to be. But some of the stuff we're hearing, like we got to wait, we got to wait and see, just don't know. There's a good chance you do know, or if you don't know, I'm kind of confused because you and I can see issues on the when we're watching it on TV, not mm. on the sidelines. But sometimes we don't hear that from the coaching staff. 
Yeah, and and we got to also realize the coaches aren't just watching what we're watching. They 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 Ryan Day's having to think about six million things. Yes, while he's on the sideline, he can't fully focus on what that every snap that Devin Brown takes or whatever. And, and so he when he says I got to watch the film, I I totally get what he's saying. He's like, look, I just got out of the game, we won. Yeah. I I got to see the replay. I mean, even even guys like you and me, Jay. When we watch the game, we have to go back and watch it again Correct. to kind of kind of see what we saw. I mean, because in the moment, you ju- you just can't recognize everything. Um, and so I get that. The what I, I made a joke to the, my group chat when I saw that uh, he was being reported by Bill Ravenous and everybody else about Ryan Day saying about the run game this past week. He goes, "We have the personnel. We just need to execute it better." I, I gave that tweet to uh, X or post or whatever to a uh, group chat. I said, "I hate it here." Because <laughs> I, I, it's just, I, it's exactly what I did not want to hear. Is like, well, we have the scheme's good. The, the, we had the personnel's good. We just got to coach it and execute it better. I'm like, okay, it, we're halfway into the season now, Ryan. It's getting worse. <laughs> it's like, come on. Uh, I, I just don't want to hear it anymore. I just, I, because after, after the Maryland game, he sounded like he was taking an introspective, self aware statement like we got maybe the scheme's bad we got to look at what the, we got to look at everything he comes back with a generic coach speak answer well everything's fine we just got to do it better i'm like this is not 1942 you know it's like i mean i i don't know i i i'm disheartened to hear that because i'm hoping that's just what he's saying to the press and behind the scenes he's like this just r- r- destroy it it's junk it all because we need to start from scratch even ross fulton respected uh x and o's guys ross fulton saying maybe they just need to start over and do something different because this isn't working. We have the personnel. I do agree with that. Um, Matt Jones is a good guard. He's been in the, he's been in what seems like 2018 class, I think is when he came in. Uh, Donovan Jackson was number one guard of the nation when we recruited him. Hart Hensman was a huge time. We got the interior line. Simmons, uh, a little bit, he's, he's up and down. Uh, and Fryer's a good run blocker from what I understand, but I will say the 12 personnel doesn't quite work because we don't have a great depth to tight end. But Mm-mm. the that being said, we have great running backs. I mean, when, when they said Trevian was out, I don't like seeing Trevian hurt. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great player. But I was like, well, Chip and Mayan should be able to handle things, you know. So, But three yards of carry, that's, that's abysmal. Yeah. Corey kind of dove into some of the issues, some of the things with the Buckeyes offense. We're going to dive into more of those next and some things that – Hopefully you see improvements in with the Buckeyes offense that's coming at you next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's free. It's easy to create a job post at LinkedIn Jobs. Once you create your job post, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Corey, when it comes to this offense, I get confused watching it. 
and it's not the 12 personnel, which you mentioned, the lack of tight end depth or not having Mitch Rossi, which that loss has been huge. Mm. I do believe, and I, I first time I even think about this, that loss has been huge to this offense. But when I think about the offensive line and the personnel, I, I, I'm not going to say they need to bring backups in and maybe start Luke Montgomery or Tegra Tishabola on Saturday. I'm not going to go that far because I understand there's a there's a gap between starters and backups, especially through five games when your backups really aren't playing. And mm-hmm. Montgomery's what getting five, six snaps, maybe max a game. It's really difficult when you go from playing maybe five snaps a game a game to fifty or sixty. Like it's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the offensive line. The inexperience, I think, is one of, one of the biggest issues we have seen with this unit. And Hensman, you mentioned Jones and Jackson and Fryer and Simmons. You mentioned all of those guys. Being a first-time starter at Ohio State's different. Mm. Being a first-time consistent starter at Ohio, at Ohio State's different. Especially when you have three new guys on the offensive line trying to work things together. Some of the early season issues we've seen with the O-line are some of the early season issues we've seen with Kyle McCord. They're inexperienced. But over the next few games, especially starting tomorrow, we can start to see improvements in communication, getting to the second level, knowing pre-snap, hey, I can't go to my number one guy because they're taking it away. Maybe go quicker to my second and third read to get the ball moving down the field a little bit quicker. Some of the inexperience that we've seen earlier this season, some of that could be going away to see how experienced these guys are right now at this point in the year. Yeah, and it's interesting you bring up the uh, the read uh, progression with uh, Kyle McCord. I, was, I had Dylan Freeman on the show, uh, and he was talking about how sometimes he goes through his reads, believe it or not, too quick. Mm-hmm. He's not letting things develop. He's like, okay, uh, Marvin's not even in his route yet or cutting in his route yet, and he's still looking. He's just looking elsewhere. You know, it's like he's getting impatient. Um, that's that's youth. I mean, and on top of that, that's a shaky offensive line combined with youth of a quarterback, and then we see some of the problems that we have. But uh, I. I agree with you. We got to start. It's game six. We got to start seeing improvements in these areas, and we need to see a, a leader take charge and emerge. And Kyle needs to be that leader. I think he's gotten better as a leader. He's more vocal. He's definitely. Uh, I, I think he, he's obviously established himself as a starter long ago. Um, and Devin Brown has been class act about it. So uh, I actually appreciate that from Devin. He's, he's a total team player, and God bless him for that because that's tough. That's a really tough situation. Um, and then, of course, you know, I mean, maybe Marvin and Trevian need to be the leaders. I don't know, but Marvin can only do so much if you're not throwing him the ball. Yeah, he's getting double teamed. I mean, we're gonna we gotta expect Purdue with a Mecca out to completely focus on taking Marvin out of the game. Uh, so other guys like Xavier Johnson, Julian Fleming, uh, Carnell Tate's gonna play. We all we obviously they got to step up, and and, and Kyle's got to trust them. You know, and it's 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 just a matter of well, I don't I don't have all that experience with them. I don't care. That's who you got. Trust them. That, that's who you're going to war with. Trust them. Uh, and we got to. St- what I really want to see. I think the pass game will be up and down as it usually is. But what I really want to see is I want to see that run game start to show some life. Yeah, Jay. I mean, I don't, it doesn't have to go for 250 yards. It just has to. You know, can we start with four yards of carry? <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> that's not asking for too much, is it? I mean, no, no, carry, it's really like, this not- is elementary school stuff. Like, <laughs> hey, you're the running back. Four yards of carry. This is what we need from you. But I'm with you when it comes to the running game. I wish Ryan Day didn't say they're trying to register Dallin Hayden. I really wish he didn't say that. I understand. And that's one of those times I'm like, Corey, you and I want Ryan Day to just say, be honest a lot of the time, mm-hmm. not use coach speak. I wish, he, I wish he used coach speak. Because there are times when I'm watching football and Trevion's out, and I think he's expected to play tomorrow. So I'm 
let's just say he's playing. I'm almost tempted to leave him out just to hold him for Penn State if he's not that healthy. I mean, so for for we'll take him out for this example. If Henderson's out, Chip's your starter. Mm-hmm. I still think mine's banged up. I don't think he's been healthy all year. I like mine a lot, but he's always banged up. You know, yes, it's because yes. it's it's always his physical style of play. I mean, you saw what he did against Maryland. He puts his head down. He just barrels yes. you. <laughs> So if Chip is the guy, because Henderson's out and Mayan's, uh, my, I, I'm going to say banged up because he literally he is. Hmm. Why don't you play Dallin? I don't understand why you would hold him out. I understand for I understand like another year of eligibility, but if it's win or lose, you put number five in the game and let him let him cook. Corey, I went back early this week and I don't normally check backup stats. He had five touchdowns last year, over 500 rushing yards, played in ten games. Three games over 100 rushing yards in the game. Was that against Maryland? I, one of the games at the end of the season had 146 rushing yards. That was Maryland. Yeah. Which was Maryland. So I'm sitting here like, if he did this during his rookie year, during the year when all of your guys are banged up, and you got guys banged up once again, why don't you play him? Like, throw the red shirt idea out the way. If he's one of your best guys, you have to play him. But that one decision, it might not hurt Ohio State tomorrow, but it might hurt them down the road if Mayan doesn't get healthy, if Travion's still banged up, if Chip's the guy, and you bring in a really inexperienced Evan Pryor, yeah. that could really hurt the Buckeyes' offense. Tomorrow, I hope I would love to see Dallin. I would love to see Mayan healthy. I don't think he is. Um, but, man, I think tomorrow you should – realistically, from the way you and I view Ohio State running game, we should be expecting to see a running game that's averaging five, five and a half yards per carry. That's just, just a sign of them – to figure things out on the ground. Now, realistically, if in a really good year, probably six, six and a half yards per carry because Purdue's not good, mm-hmm. but just kind of get uh, get our feet wet. I'm going to go above four, four and a half. Give me five, five and a half yards per carry and make Kyle McCord's job easier. Exactly. And that's another thing is he's such a young and experienced quarterback. I mean, he had, I think, what, uh, I think like somebody counted at 20, 20 pass attempts last year, Kyle McCord did, uh, as a backup to CJ. And this is one little issue I've had with Ryan Day. Now, I, I look, I, I fully admit he has forgotten more about football today yeah. than I'll ever know. Yeah. I'm not knocking Ryan Day's intelligence, okay? Because Ryan Day is a an absolute elite football coach. Whether you think he's the greatest Buckeye coach ever or not, he's an elite football coach. Um, but I always thought you don't really develop the younger quarterbacks' game experience as well. Uh, John Cooper made a horrible mistake, uh, a lot of them, but towards the end of his uh, tenure – when, uh, oh gosh, who was it? Joe Germain was Lee on his way out in 98, and the only backup was Steve Belisari. We didn't really have a, you know, a, a backups per se. And uh, I know Steve Belisari had everybody's terrible memories of him, but we did not develop him more the darn. We threw, we threw him to the wolves the next year. We didn't get him any real mop-up duty, playing time, game experience, game reps. And he always said he regretted that. Like, I really did not do him any favors. Um I don't think Ryan Day does that very well, even with CJ. And I, I'm, I mean, could you remember CJ playing hardly at all on Justin Fields' senior season or junior? Twenty twenty. Yeah, junior season. CJ played very little, <laughs> very very little. No, dude, I think it was the twenty tw- was it twenty nineteen? Maybe in twenty nineteen, whatever year he got popped by James Skowski. I forget if it was nineteen was or twenty twenty against Clemson in the uh, playoff, and we won that game obviously. But CJ came in for a snap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, literally and then, one snap, and I thought yeah. Justin Fields is out for the game because I Me thought too. his ribs were broke. 
I don't know how were. he survived that. They probably were broken. <laughs> <laughs> and he still threw 60 yards in the air. By the way, shout out, Justin. Keep it going in the NFL, brother. Yeah. Keep it yeah. going. We're all rooting for you. Um, but anyway, I, I've never felt like Ryan's been that great about that aspect. Not to say not to say he can't develop quarterbacks. That's just silly. But I always wish he'd get him more game time. But Kyle, the young guy, no, not a lot of game experience uh, last year, coming in this year. And now we, if we figured we could have this powerful run game we could lean on and let him develop, that's not the case. So, Kyle, we're going to have to advance your study, and you're going to have to get better faster, or we are not winning the Big Ten. Um, and Michigan looks like a monster right now. And don't get me wrong, we can beat Michigan. I don't want to hear this naysayer crap. Uh, I've seen years. I've seen years pass. 2004, Trestles, uh, six and four going into the Michigan game. And we trounced them, and they were a top ten ranked team. I don't want to, it, that game. You never know. I don't want to hear it. So, people are talking about it now as if we're playing it tomorrow. But um, I, I just, I just, I just gotta. I, we gotta get Justin Fry and Ryan Day on the same page as far as the run game is concerned, and and it's it's just got to start working. They have two conflicting scheme ideas and how they like to run it. And either let Justin cook and let him call the run game, Ryan, or you completely tell Justin to teach it this way because you're. You can see in the game they're doing two different systems half the time. Very confusing. One thing Corey and I have not touched on very much yet is the defense of Ohio State and what we might see from them tomorrow (laughs) against Purdue. We'll both dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap in action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 and bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. There's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So, Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on once again. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Corey, this defense to me has been better than advertised, better than I thought it was going to be this year. And with that being said, tomorrow can be a repeat of what we have seen through the first five games of dominance at times. Not completely, but Mm -hmm. dominance at times tomorrow against Purdue defensive line let's start there don't have much time yet left on the show but on the defensive line who do you think is a player you're watching that needs to be big for the Buckeyes well JT needs to continue his great play I mean he's it's not even just sack numbers I mean what people don't realize is I mean I'm sure people realize but he's just dominant in the run game he's dominant on the edge he's putting pressure on the quarterback he's been all over he's making big plays when we need them he comes up big He's our best defensive lineman, obviously, and he he needs to keep playing that way. We need him to keep developing. He's the new he is the Cam Hayward of 2022 or 23. Um, and uh, I but a, a guy we need that interior line to keep messing up uh, messing Man. up the offensive line. Tyreek and Matt Mike Hall keep going, getting after it. You guys are that swim move by Mike Hall last week was sick. <laughs> that was sick. He literally juked him and then shoved him, and I'm like. Mike, you just you just embarrassed. That guy's got a family, Mike. Come on. You know? like, Dude, I, I saw him in per- – so my wife and I went to the Indiana game. I think it was Indiana. Mm-hmm. No, Western Kentucky. We went to both games. We went to uh, Western Kentucky. We're leaving the stadium. And we're standing there, happy to be standing there where the parents are – one of the two. I forget, I forget which one, bro. But mm-hmm. one of the two, we're at the game. And 
we're standing there where the parents are looking at the are talking to the players and players coming out the locker room and um we're both just sitting there and she's looking how she loves Tommy Eichenberg. So she's looking for Eichenberg and where's Ike? Where's Ike? And to my right, I see Mike Hall. I'm like, you are not big enough to be a defensive tackle. Like I like his face, hmm. slim. Like you would not look at him and but say, oh, yeah. no, not at all. You're you're like, no, nah, you don't play D tackle. No, you might, you might be a may maybe maybe something on offense, maybe more of a fullback. Dude, his body type, not ideal, but his play is in what Ohio State needs tomorrow. For linebackers, so let's go to this quickly because I know there's a lot of people saying C.J. Hicks needs to play. I've seen Dylan Freeman on Twitter say this is why C.J. Hicks is not playing. So I'm not trying to go into the C.J. Hicks conversation. Not here. Do you think that they should run more of a 4-3, take Sonny off the field and run Simon? Eichenberg in chambers at the same time. Um, nah, I, I don't think you. I don't think you want to lose what Sonny brings. Yeah, uh, that quickness off the edge, and he's still growing into his position, but he's still showing flashes of brilliance. I like Cody Simon too. I'm not knocking him, but I don't think you trade him. I don't think he's one of your best eleven. Right. Uh, so I think he keeps Sonny on the field because he can play that linebacker role on top of being a, that slot safety. Um, maybe he's not ideal in a slot safety position where the, the receiver's 5'10 and can move in a phone book, but I'm sorry, in a, in a phone booth, but uh, phone book. Wow. Yeah, that'd wow be that's a blast. Silly. The past. Yeah, phone booth yeah. is too, but nobody knows what those are anymore. I know. I was, uh, the only reason why people know what a phone booth is because that phrase. Um, but <laughs> anyway, that being said, uh, but I, I think you got to keep styles there. It just, he just, that overhangs safety position. It's just too important. Um, not that I don't think that's not what he plays. He plays that slot safety, but um, I think he's just too important for the run game. But that, that being said, uh, you might see more of a Jihad Carter or somebody in that position this time around. I've uh, been wondering where he's been, man. He's playing. He's just not flashing. Yeah. Uh, and I still think he's going to be good eventually, but he came off that injury uh, in fall camp. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. Simon's good spellings uh tommy eichenberg now and again and um t- the linebackers just got to get better right now because they 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 get a lot of tackles but they're not playing exceptionally well right now and only mentioned that conversation early t- about styles off and then those three linebackers only because jim knows said and i'm not going to say this word for word it sounds like jim knows wants to play cody simon more mm-hmm. and finding areas for simon to come on the field yeah, you could run a 4-3. I don't really think it's the best best way to utilize those three guys specifically. But if you do do that, then Sonny comes off the field. If you take Sonny off the field, you do lose a lot because he's been pretty good, way mm-hmm. better than I thought he would be during a sophomore year. When it goes to the secondary, tomorrow my eyes are where they are all always. It's I'm watching Proctor because he can be sometimes unpredictable. Sometimes he's amazing while being unpredictable. But I'm also watching Igmanosin because he's getting picked on a lot mainly mm-hmm. because you can't throw to Denzel Burke's side. That's what he's shown us. So my eyes are on Proctor. Do we get the good Proctor, the amazing Proctor? Or, oh, don't do that. Oh, wait, that was a good play, kind of Josh Proctor play. Or, And I'm also watching Igman Olsen. Don't get, the, don't get a penalty. Like, you could avoid so many password interference penalties. D- don't get a penalty and continue to be a really good corner. Who are guys in the Buckeye secondary you're watching? Always watching Proctor. I'm so happy for him. I, dude, I wrote dude, I wrote him off. I did too. I did too. Yeah. I was ready to say either either uh, transfer or go to the end. Uh, try something. Just not mm-hmm. at Ohio State because I was so unhappy, not pleased with this play. And he 
apparently proved both of us wrong that uh, 100%. he can do good things on the football field in Columbus. I love him. I'm happy for him, man. I'm Perry Eliano deserves a ton of credit. He has yes. turned those safeties around. Uh, I, Proctor's want to look at. Denzel, it's hard to look at Denzel because they barely ever throw at him. So, uh, <laughs> it, and I'll and kudos to Denzel for turning it around. And uh, I, I, I could be noticing too because I think he's, while he's still getting finding his way as a cover corner in, in, in college football, he's actually really smart. Yes. And uh, you, you hear that the commentators and the coaches talk about how the fact he's actually taking guys on the field and say, no, 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 back up. No, 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 no. Do that. You know, he's kind of directing guys. And I think he saved us a touchdown against Maryland because he told the slot a corner to back up because uh, he was jamming about the line. Like, no, 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 no. You, you need to back up a little bit. And it ended up being he, he recognizes the route. And apparently the uh, we were able to cover the route as a result. Uh, Proctor's experience, obviously, he's intelligent on the field. He, sometimes he's a little too aggressive, but I'd rather that than be too passive. Yes. So, um I actually, I could see us get, I mean, we're starting to get turnover happy. We're playing more zone and playing bend, but not break. So we're keeping people in front of us and it's leading to turnovers. Lathan Ransom is another guy we got to watch. Oh got, my gosh. That that interception against uh, Talia, I swear, even in the replay, I was like, where is Latham? Because he's hiding in there. Yes. <laughs> it's like he completely, yes. uh, he completely baited Talia into that. He's so good, man. Guys, we're about, up out of time. We got to get Corey back on the show. A little bit more mm-hmm. chit chat than just two Buckeye fans and, and, Talking heads, you want to say just talk, talking ball, talking shop. We, I think we both believe Ohio State will win tomorrow. I didn't even ask a prediction, but I think we both believe that because Ohio State is a good football team. If their offense shows improvements, they can be scary throughout the rest mm-hmm. of the season. If they don't, it could be a loss. Not tomorrow at Purdue. I don't think they're going to lose at all. It could be a loss the following following mm-hmm. week. It could be a loss against Wisconsin. Like there are games the Buckeyes can lose if their offense does not improve. But this defense is playing really good ball. Do you have any last comments you want to leave the people with before we close up this show? Yeah, just guys, just, I mean, going forward, you may have to expect the defense that just keeps us in striking distance and an offense that has to get it done late. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just kind of what this team might be this year. It is. Corey, people can follow you on Twitter at ScarletGreatCT. You can follow me on, excuse me, on X, both of us, at JStevens07. Uh, send all of your emails to me at JStevens317 at gmail.com. There will not be a post-game show tomorrow. I will actually be at the game with my wife, and we'll be enjoying another Buckeye game, probably in the rain. It's not ideal, but it's what you do when you're a football fan. There will be a show coming at you Sunday morning, and then regular scheduled shows coming at you next week, Monday through Friday, beginning of the week, recapping the Buckeyes game against Purdue, the end of next week, looking ahead to the game against those pesky Penn State Nittany Lions. This has been Locked on Buckeyes on Friday the 13th. I'll see you next time.